Well, I think uh, the visit of uh, Prime Minister Lapid today comes after about a year and a half of the highest level visits that I've seen in a bilateral relationship. And Germany has emerged as probably the most important country in Europe and a country which has evolved into a strategic partnership with Israel. So, you know, visits uh, over the last year and a half have gone from foreign ministers to presidents to chancellors, incoming, outgoing. Um, and so they've been at the highest level. And so I think this fits in very well to a very strong and robust relationship that has uh, developed in recent years. So Germany, it's no uh, exaggeration to say, is Israel's most important strategic ally after the U.S.? I I would definitely uh, say that, and uh, I think there's a lot to bear that out. Um, and, you know, it, it also involves uh, a, a tremendous amount of important cooperation in the security realm, uh, uh, very intense uh, ongoing dialogues at the strategic level and diplomatic exchanges, particularly on central issues like Iran. But it also touches other issues like uh, yesterday, uh, prior to the visit of the uh, Prime Minister, they signed uh, what I think is a memorandum of understanding uh, for the uh, further exchange, youth exchange between our two countries, which is, in my opinion, one of the most important strategic investments uh, that we have in our future. Uh, relationship. So I, I definitely think that this is a relationship which is just not focusing on one particular issue, but is spanning the entire spectrum of ties. We know that uh, the former Chancellor Angela Merkel, her relationship with Israel was particularly close, particularly friendly, above and beyond the normal diplomatic contacts and, of course, the special relationship between Germany and, Is and Israel. Since then, the German leadership has changed. As far as you can see, is the very friendly relationship being maintained by the new German leadership? Well, I think it's very uh, very instructive to note that last year we had two uh, elections, uh, one in Israel and one in Germany, um, and that meant a pretty significant change on both sides in terms of the political leadership. And I can't imagine a, a smoother transition. I mean, as I said, there were high-level visits, very frequent, both in Berlin, both in Jerusalem. Uh, from the people I know, from Chancellor Schulz to President Steinmeier to Annalena Baerbock to Robert Habeck in the Greens and, uh, and uh, Foreign Minister Lindner, I see a, a very strong continuation of the uh, Merkel policy, as it were. And I, I think it's fair to say that that policy has become a very uh, bedrock of uh, German foreign policy. And it's not just anymore a, a relationship that is built on a troubled history of guilt and anger. It's one that is very much uh, um, embodying uh, joint interests and uh, common uh, uh, ideas and, and values. Despite this, however, um, there are still significant differences on, um, let's, um, let's say, the, the most important issue as far as Israel is concerned, and that's um, how to deal with the threat of a nuclear Iran. The Israeli right. government policy remains opposed to a, a new nuclear deal with uh, Iran. Germany, along with the other major European powers, wants a new deal, even though it might be on hold at the moment. Um, right. There are significant differences. Yeah. Look, first of all, I think it's important to note that we, over the years, 
I'm not trying to sugarcoat this, but we've had a very strong and very intense exchange with Germany on this very issue, as well as other strategic issues, but on, particularly on the issue of Iran. And, uh, and I can't, uh, you know, emphasize that enough, that the, you know, the depth of the exchange, the frequency of it that has even continued uh, to uh, in, re- in recent days has been very uh, frequent and very important from, from our point of view. Um, at the end of the day, also, this is not a German-Israeli disagreement. This is about an issue which is incredibly complex uh, and involves, let's say, uh, you know, other players, primarily the United States and Iran. Um, and I don't think there's any uh, daylight between Israel and uh, Germany when it comes to the danger of Iran ach- achieving a nuclear military nuclear capability. But I do uh, think there is uh, maybe a difference in how you achieve it. But in the end, any sort of diplomatic solution is conditional on the Iranians actually agreeing to something. Uh, and I've been of the opinion now for a, a few weeks that, you know, when everyone was saying, oh, we're going to have an agreement uh, any minute now, I've been much more uh, cautious about the Iranian position. Um, and so at the end of the day, if you look at the last uh, EU3 statement uh, of Germany, Great Britain and France, I think their statement regarding Iran was very, uh, very um, a pretty robust and pretty strong in terms of how Iran is uh, prevaricating and not moving towards an agreement and not moving towards a, a diplomacy that they've tried to achieve. So I don't think there's any difference in terms of how we see uh, the Iranian uh, duplicity and all of this. And at the end of the day, I think, however you see it, no one really can see this JCPOA being renewed, the nuclear accord being renewed as being the end of the Iranian program. Final um, question. You've just yes, completed a long and successful term <clears throat> as Israel's ambassador to Berlin. You've met yes. with all the leaders there and the strategic thinkers there. How do you think the um, Russian invasion of Ukraine has impacted Germany as a country? Do you think for the first time since the Second World War, maybe Germany feels now it is there is a palpable threat uh, on mainland Europe and Germany has to rethink uh, its strategic thinking? Well, I agree with every word you say, except from since World War II. I'd say since the perceived end of the Cold War, because let's not forget during the period from forty-five to 1990, around then, there were still crises in Europe and uh, NATO was lined up against the Warsaw Pact or rather the other way around. Uh, and so there was a very serious perceived threat. And I think that the uh, what has happened now in Germany is a very rude awakening to the fact that this is, the, you know, the Cold War has not vanished. The, the Soviet Union may be uh, dressed up in a different uh, costume, but it's still essentially uh, constituting a major threat to to definitely as as it's perceived in in Germany and I think in other uh, in other countries in Europe that are scared countries that were formerly in the West uh, in the um, Warsaw Pact uh, in the eastern side who are very concerned about this new uh, Russian uh, uh, assertive policy so I think this is uh, definitely um, uh, a new era I think the German government is facing incredible challenges, not only in the military and security area, defense area, helping Ukraine with new defense uh, equipment, 
but also in terms of energy uh, challenges uh, that to relate to the import of coal, maybe the continuation of certain nuclear uh, plants uh, to continue having energy. And this is done by Labour uh, and Green Coalition, which is uh, is a very, very significant uh, uh, change in, in, in their policy, given the very dire circumstance.